What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock Night Show. First things first, you're going to notice my voice is a little different. Uh, you know, how do I explain exactly what's going on with my voice? There, there's so much to cover in this one little podcast. I mean, I was gone. I was in Texas last week and a, a lot's happened. I know you guys have been messaging me a lot on um, you know, my, my email, even on social media about like what's going on. So first things first. Over the last couple of months, you know, I've been having some PC issues, some stream PC issues. You know, you guys have probably seen that in my Discord quite a bit. Um, I've been saving all my Twitch payouts for quite a while now, trying to save for a new PC. Well, on top of that, everyone knows I was in Texas for that job that I've been waiting to go out there for, and we're officially now working for that company. I'm not going to get into. I'm not going to get into what exactly I'm doing or what what the company is. Uh, if you guys are in my stream, you guys know. Um, about all that, you got, you guys kind of get an idea of what's going on. But we're officially working for that job. We're getting ready to move to Texas. But uh, with that being said, I bought a brand new PC. Um, I'm not going to get too far into the specs. Let's just say now we're playing on 1440p, full on 144 hertz. Is this thing is a freaking monster of a computer? I can literally run so much on it, but. When I switched over to the new PC, my Go XLR mixer, uh, I carried over my settings for the mixer. I didn't carry over the microphone settings. Now, I had a good friend of mine who is an audio engineer kind of help me with the frequencies and everything. Well, he's kind of MIA right now, so I did my best to find the best podcast microphone settings. So I would love feedback from you guys, how you guys like the sound of this episode. I mean, I don't think the microphone sounds too bad. It may be a little different, but I would love to hear what you guys think about the settings. So that kind of explains why <laughs> it, you're going to notice that between last episode, and this episode, there's a difference. There is a difference. Um, but yeah, we have a new PC now. We're getting ready to move to Texas. Uh, we got the corporate housing set up. Actually, thank you to uh, DJ. Uh, I actually I had to come back. I'm only back for this week. To uh, you know, my son had his last little league game, and then they have closing ceremonies, and then I'm headed back to Texas uh, to get everything else set up. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be exciting. It's exciting. It's um. I wouldn't really say, I don't want to say it's scary because it just sucks that my wife and kids are going to stay behind for a little bit. I'm going out there by myself at first, but it's all worth it. Um, you know, we did a lot of, a lot of, uh, IRL streams out there bowling and, uh, pool table streams. I know you guys enjoyed that. So, you know, appreciate Appreciate all the love when we were out there. It was, it was, it was, it's a, it was a fun trip, but it was more business than it was playtime, I would say, but. There is one thing I, I I will touch on this a little bit in this episode. I'll touch on it a little bit, uh, but I got a couple a couple little nasty emails uh, because last week I didn't have an episode recorded. I planned on because our flights to go to Texas were so last minute. I was planning on recording an episode and releasing it on Thursday. I left on last Friday uh, or last Saturday. And that was around the time that the whole Roe v. Wade thing uh, started. And I was going to record an episode on it. But there's one thing that I do with my podcast, which I think a lot of people should kind of do. Uh, you you kind of want to wait on certain topics. Now, the emails I'm referring to were people who were upset that I didn't do a Roe v. Wade episode last week. 
uh, people uh, were making co or a couple people. There's probably two or three emails saying that for whatever reason, they think that uh, that's a subject I'm afraid to talk about uh, because I think a lot of people kind of know my stance on the whole thing. So I think we're going to ruffle a little bit of feathers today in today's episode. Uh, but with that being said, though, I do want to make one thing clear. Um, whether you agree with me, whether you disagree with me, it is what it is. You have the right to your opinion. We're going to touch on a couple of different things today. But the reason why I decided not to do an episode on it, especially last minute, and release it while I'm out of town and and everything, was with a subject like that, and with with emotions so high at the time, people who get way too invested in topics like that can't really rationally see things from both sides. And that's, and that's going for whatever side you're on. Whether you're for it, whether you're against it, uh, if you're way too far invested into it, you don't care what someone else has to say. You write it off. So it's better to kind of let it kind of simmer down a little bit and then give your opinion on it. And then, or, you know, your, your, your take on the whole entire thing. And I wanted to kind of get into the history of what Roe v. Wade actually is and what it actually, and what it actually means. And then we can talk about some other things here too. But number one, if you really think that I'm afraid to say my opinion, you have not listened to any of the, any of the episodes of this podcast. I don't, I don't care. I've never cared. You know, again, this is a entertainment podcast. This is my opinion on all subjects. And I will say what I want, when I want, how I want. If it, and I've said this a million times, if it offends you, I'm sorry for you. I, I'm not sorry for what I said, but I'm sorry that, uh, you get offended. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't live that way. I live, I live, uh, you know, you know, and, and you know what? And shout out to the homie. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say names. You know, I don't say names. But there, there's such a great thing when you have a friend that is a hundred percent a grown up. And I'm gonna read this text message. And I'm sorry. I know you're listening to this episode. I'm not gonna say your name. I don't. I, I didn't have time. I wasn't planning on reading this. But uh, I love getting feedback. I love getting feedback from uh, on podcast episodes and. A friend of mine, close friend, uh, texted me. I'm going to read this text to you because this was such a grown-up conversation. We, well, over the last couple of weeks, we talked about free speech, right? We were talking about freedom of speech and what you can say. We we're talking about Elon Musk and Twitter. And I got a text message, and it says, uh, it was out of the blue. I was in Texas, and they said, as I listen to more podcasts, I keep hearing the term, quote, freedom of speech aspect. I feel remiss if I don't point out that freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequence. Additionally, freedom of speech is often used incorrectly as it pertains to freedom from persecution from the federal government. And 100%, I, I get exactly what they're saying here. And then my response to that was, everywhere you go has a different view of freedom of speech. Like at work, you don't have the same freedom as you would have other places. As you said, and I have said it on, on my podcast, if you say something, quote, stupid, you are not free from pushbacks like people's persecution of your thoughts or your opinions or in other words, as you said, consequences. Every platform has their rules on freedom of speech. Now, the next message is a little mixed up because uh, they were talking into their car. And by, and I don't I would never usually read uh, text messages on, on you know private text messages, but I'm not going to say who it's from. But my response to them, you know, from there was, I said exactly like if you're out there saying some racist stuff on on a platform, sure, if the platform allows it, 
you won't be punished by the platform. But that doesn't mean if someone shows it to your employer, they aren't allowed to take action. For example, imagine if you are a nurse or a doctor saying things on a platform, you know, such as racist things. Uh, that means your boss can see your mindset is treating people differently. So how can you do your job effectively and most important, fairly? You will be terminated and you can't hide behind freedom of speech. Um, and yeah, you know, it, it goes, it goes a little farther than that, but you know, I, I wanted to point, point out, you know, in, in that just brief couple of text messages, um, that's what a grown up conversation looks like. Now, granted he, I don't, I don't think they were coming at me saying they disagree. I think they were just giving their take on freedom of speech and the, like, you know, what they see. But most of the time, if, if somebody were to say something they didn't agree with, or like they, you think they said it wrong, that message would have been in my DM saying you're an absolute moron, but you know, you're an idiot. You don't know this. You don't know. It, it, it's nasty rather than, you know, texting somebody being like, Hey, you know, I think this, I think that, and, and having a grown up conversation though. And that, and what I'm trying to get at is that's lost nowadays. That's completely lost where, you know, we've talked on this podcast about, we've talked about many things such as, you know, whether it's political, whether it's opinions on this or that. And, most of the time, the people who listen to this podcast on a regular basis, not everyone agrees with everything I say, and that's awesome. Everyone should have their own own opinion. I don't believe that everyone should have to 100% think what I think or believe what I believe. Uh, you know, but if you do disagree and you want your voice to be heard, it's one of those it's one of those things where I have no problem hearing out someone else's side. We talked about this in an episode quite a while ago where I made a comment that I don't agree or or, or believe in the current state of Black Lives Matter. And especially because I was turned violent, this and that. But at the same time, I talked about where I can't, I can't know a hundred percent of what someone might experience because of my upbringing, and then they can't experience what I've experienced in my upbringing. We all have different upbringings, so it's gonna your upbringing and how you were raised or the situation that you were in when you were younger is going to change your outlook on certain things. And the only way to learn is to speak with each other and understand why they think that way. They need to understand why you think this way. It's conversation, not shutting people out, not shutting people up because of their opinion. And, and that's, that's basically what I'm getting at. And no, I, I trust me. I, I don't like how, that. I read those text messages on here because those are private, but I, I just, I just thought that was, it was such a, you know, I was sitting there, I was reading these text messages in, in, in Texas. I was like, man, this is a great grown up conversation right here. <laughs> But now let's get into the ruffling of the feathers. This is going to be, uh, you know, tell you what, I mean, I know a lot of people are going to have different opinions on this and I'm going to let you know now, if you guys decide to DM me or email me and you're upset about it, it's not going to change my mind. I've thought, I thought a certain way about this exact topic for a very long time. I'll kind of get into that, but, uh, a lot of people want to hear my opinion on Roe v. Wade and basically this whole thing going forward. But first things first, I'm going to say is I'm going to say, I think it's just it, the whole thing was passed as a distraction and we'll get into that in a little bit, but there's a, a, an article here by um, Zach Jewell. It's, it's called five takeaways uh, from the leaked majority opinion draft. And so I'm going to, I'm going to read this. It's, it's about a week, a week and a half old now, but it's still, uh, holds up right now. It says on Monday evening, political dropped a massive leak. Supreme Court decision before the court had had 
uh, even officially handed it down, according to the leaked draft, with which is 98 pages, the majority opinion held that Roe v. Wade was uh, was wrong from the start, effectively overturning the landmark decision that legalized abortion around the country. The political report sent the country into rage, rejoice, and confusion. But what does the leak initial, leaked initial draft say about abortion going forward, and what does it mean if the court follows through on its decision? Here are five takeaways from the leaked majority opinion in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. Number one, Roe and Casey must be overruled. Justice Samuel Alito, the author of the draft, states that the decision plainly for all to understand Roe and Casey were poor decisions and do not hold up under the scrutiny of the Constitution. Roe v. Wade was the landmark decision in 1973 that struck down Texas state laws criminalizing abortion. Roe determined that the Constitution did not allow states to punish abortion, effectively legalizing the, the practice nationwide. In a 7-2 decision, the justices used the 14th Amendment to argue that a woman's right to an abortion is protected by her right to privacy. Planned Parenthood v. Casey in 1992 was decided nearly 20 years after the Roe decision came down, and in a 5-4 decision, the justices reaffirmed Roe and also set a standard in place to determine if a state set certain requirements on women wanting an abortion. They called the standard the undue burden, explaining it as a substantial obstacle in the path of a woman seeking an abortion before the fetus attains viability. Um, in the leaked majority opinion from Dobbs, Justices Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, Neil Gorsuch, uh, Clarence Thomas, and Samuel Alito reportedly agree that Roe and Casey have no foundation in constitutional law. I'm speaking slow so you guys can kind of understand what's being said. Alito writes, quote, the Constitution makes no reference to abortion and no such right is implicitly uh, protected by any constitutional provision, including the one on which the defenders of Roe and Casey now, now chiefly rely, the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. The draft goes on to say that the Due Process Clause, which guarantees uh, due process of law before the government can take away life, liberty, or property, does not include, quote, some rights that are not mentioned in the Constitution, including the, quote, right to privacy. On this basis, the majority reasons Roe and Casey cannot stand. Um, number two, the second takeaway is the constitution requires abortion to be decided by the states. Uh, before Roe, abortion was left up to the states. In 1970, New York legalized the practice becoming, quote, a magnet for women who wanted to terminate their pregnancies, but were barred from doing so where they lived. As the New York Times put it, Alaska, Hawaii, and Washington also repealed abortion bans between 1967 and 1973. Another 13 states allowed for abortion exception, exceptions uh, without fully legalizing it. After the Roe ruling came down, state laws against abortion become impossible to enforce. But some states have continued to push for abortion bans. Those, those recent actions on abortions are, are what led to Monday's uh, leaked decision, which is expected to be handed out by the court in the coming months. In 2018, Mississippi passed a law banning abortions after the baby reached 15 weeks gestation. The only licensed abortion agency in the state, Jackson Women's Health Organization, sued. A district court ruled that Mississippi could not enforce a 15-week abortion ban, arguing that the state did not, not prove a baby has viability at 15 weeks. A U.S. appeals court upheld the decision, and the case came before the U.S. Supreme Court in December. Mississippi is far from the only state seeking to ban some abortions. Eight states, including Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, Kentucky, Missouri, Ohio, South Carolina, and Texas, have recently passed heartbeat bills banning abortions 
after an unborn baby's heartbeat can be detected. There are also 26 states that would likely ban abortions after Roe is overturned. Abortion would still be legal in most cases in the remaining 24 states. That is the reality the justices say the Constitution demands. Quote, it is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives, Alito wrote. So first, let me, let me give you guys my take on that one right there. So this whole this whole thing, like this whole argument, you're going to hear like a lot of talking points. And I'm going to try and go through a lot of them. Like, again, these are talking points. Um, a lot of people are talking about how if this gets overturned, every abortion is going to be illegal. It's going to be illegal everywhere. And uh, the, my favorite one is, oh, if I have a miscarriage, I'll be investigated for murder, blah, 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 blah. No, all, all they're doing... All they're doing is saying that, which number one, the Supreme Court justices are not elected officials. They are chosen by whoever is in office, like you know, uh, the uh, the most recent Supreme Court justice to get to get uh, put on there. Uh, she wasn't chosen by us, the American people. She was chosen by Joe Biden. You know, same thing with Brett Kavanaugh. Same thing with um, with uh, what's her name, a Amy um, Amy Coney Barrett. They were chosen by Donald Trump. They weren't chosen by the American people. And what the and what the Supreme Court justices are supposed to do when they pass law is they are passing laws and they are and, and making uh, decisions based on the Constitution of the United States. So what they're saying is the reason why they're trying to repeal it is technically there's nothing in the Constitution that gives the, the, them the the Supreme Court the right to legalize it or uh, make it illegal. So they're turning it over to the states. So if you're in California, Colorado, New York, whatever, and you and you really love getting abortions that much, you have nothing to worry about. Now, if you live in more of a Bible state or a red state that believes in uh, protecting the unborn, who believes that they are life, like you know, like Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, places like that, but you know, I would say like more like Bible Belt uh, states. Yeah, you you won't be able to get in that as easily there. We'll get into that in a little bit, but that's mainly the reason why they're doing. It. They're not overturning it to make abortions illegal for the whole entire country they're basically saying wash our hands of this this isn't our problem this has nothing to do with the constitution we're going to leave it up to the states because we talked about this before um states can choose different laws they don't have to always go by exactly what the federal government says you know so number three the third takeaway is overturning precedent uh, in the Dobbs versus Jackson draft opinion, the court overrules prior precedent set by Roe, and Alito notes that, quote, some of our most important constitutional decisions have overruled prior precedents. He points to the infamous decision in Plessy versus Ferguson, a case that established the, quote, separate but equal treatment of black Americans. In Brown versus Board of Education, the court uh, repudiated and uh, the separate but equal doctrine which had allowed states to maintain racially segregated schools and other faculties. Alito, Alito writes, in doing so, the court overruled the infamous decision in Plessy versus Ferguson along with six other Supreme Court presidents that had applied the separate but equal rule. The majority opinion reminds us that adherence to precedent is the norm but not in or not an inexorable uh, command. The president set in row does not require the court to uphold the decision, especially when the majority questions its constitutionality. Um, Roe was remarkably loose in its treatment of the constitutional text. It held that the abortion right, which is not mentioned in the constitution, is, is part of a right to privacy, which is also not mentioned. Once again, Alito writes with unmistakable, unmistakable clarity, neither the right to an abortion nor the right to privacy appears anywhere in the Constitution. So federal law cannot step 
or stop a state from prohibiting abortion based on the Constitution. The court in the draft gets back to the originalist interpretation of the Constitution, making it clear that a legal ruling handed down from the court cannot be made on the basis of a cultural activism, but only on constitutional law. Based on what I just said, it all points back to the Constitution, which, in my opinion, as a quote-unquote conservative, or whatever you want to call me or label me, whatever, is you should be always be looking at things and how this country was founded, such as the constitution. And that's what they, they're, they're basically going back to. They're, they're, they're basically going back to what, what does the constitution say? And that, and me, I'm not upset with that. Um, the fourth takeaway is Roe and Casey have d- divided the country. A point easily lost in the bombshell reports is the reason these cases have ca- uh, caused so much panic in the first place. Even some liberals will admit that Roe and Casey were poorly reasoned arguments with little to no basis in the Constitution and, and were decided more on political motivations than on constitutional pr- principles. So it should not be no surprise that the decision led to, to years of division and hostility between political parties, friends, neighbors, and family. Um, soon to be podcaster and podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division, but the draft stresses that the latest divi- decision was not affected by current or future political uh, reactions to the issue. Quote, we cannot allow our decision to be affected by any ext- ex- extreme influences such as concern about public reaction to our work. We do not pretend to know how our political system or society will respond to, today, to today's decision overruling Roe and Casey. And even even if we could foresee what will happen, we would have no authority to let the knowledge influence our decision. The justices might not know exactly how the country will react to this decision, but everyone has a good idea that overturning the Roe uh, of Roe will have just as much, if not more, of a divisive effect as the original decision. So... Now here comes the fifth and final one. This is going to be the one that people are going to get a little upset about. The key takeaway number five, and this is the last, the last key takeaway of this article, is there's a racial disparity to abortion. Justice Alito ventured into even more controversial territory in this draft as he writes of the early supporters of abortion who favored who, who favored it, especially as a way to control the black population. Now, hear, hear me out on this one, because this, this is a very true statement, and we're going to get into this in, in just a second, and I'm going I'm to show you, I'm going to show you proof that this abortion thing started. Technically, if you guys want to talk about racism, you want to talk about redlining and all that stuff, this is a big one. Uh, article says, quote, some, some such supporters have been motivated by a desire to suppress the size of the African-American populations. It is beyond dispute that Roe has had, uh, had that demographic effect. A highly dis- disproportionate uh, percentage of aborted fetuses were black. He is, he is correct in his connection of the abortion to racism. In the early 20th century, some of the most influential abortion advocates, such as Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger, also supported eugenics and had ties to racism. Planned Parenthood even removed Sanger's name from one of their clinics after backlash from people pointing out Sanger's racism. Statistical evidence also proves abortion disproportionate effect on the black community. According to a congressional report from June 2015, Black women made up 36% of all women getting abortions while only making up 14% of the, quote, childbearing population. Since 1973, over 19 million 
black children have been aborted, meaning around 30% of all aborted babies were black, even though African Americans make up only 12% of the U.S. population. Now, I'm going to go back. I'm going to read that one more time for you guys. This is, you know, and think about it. Again, a report from June 2015, 36% of all women getting abortions, uh, 36% of all women were African-American, black women, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to say, um, while only making up 14% of the, quote, childbearing population. Since 1973, over 19 million, basically almost a whole generation of children were aborted. And all, and all 19 million were black kids. That means 30% of all aborted babies were black, even though only African Americans only make up 12% of the U.S. population. And I'm going to get into that in just a second. Let me finish this last, this last little excerpt of this, uh, of this uh, article. It said, Opponents of abortion have long pointed out that the har- harrowing reality to have the argument written down in a Supreme Court decision cements its importance in history for all to see. So let me get into this just for for real quick, and I'm gonna point out how that's people are gonna say, "Oh, that's bullcrap! It's not true." Let me explain real fast. I'm not even gonna read from an article. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys an example. You probably have heard before. How come in the ghetto and in poverty-stricken places, where predominantly it's a black neighborhood, and anyone who's been to Oakland, California, can attest to this? How come in and literally in black neighborhoods, you know, we want to talk about redlining, where you know you want to talk about how we purposely you know put drugs into these neighborhoods. Tell me, you know, everyone knows that, oh, how come on every corner in the ghetto or in the hood or whatever, there's always a gun store and a liquor store, which is 100% true, right? People don't realize, too, that almost every Planned Parenthood, you know, now it's kind of changed nowadays because people have pointed out, why were all the Planned Parenthoods always in, uh, you know, black neighborhoods? That's where they were always, they were always put in black neighborhoods. That wasn't, that wasn't by mistake. It wasn't just a coincidence. That was by design. There was by design that you you would basically put you put drugs you you, know, you used to put drugs in the communities you put Planned Parenthood there so they would they would not have kids that you would put liquor stores and guns there it, it, you know it's it's not how do I put this it's not a coincidence it's fact you know when we sit there and talk about segregation it's a fact we sit there and talk about you know. You want to sit there and, and everyone wants to bring up racism nowadays, but this is an actual fact. I'm not, I'm not going to get too far into that. If you guys want to find it for yourself, just look up Margaret Singer and look up her quotes and what she said. I, I don't I'm, I already spent a little too much time on that article, but so those are the five key takeaways. And I want to get into that. I, I really agree with what they said. Now, you guys are still here after almost half an hour. Um, number one, I'm, I, this is somewhere I've stood for a long time and I don't care who agrees with it. I'm going to get into my reasonings in a second, but I don't agree with abortion. Um, I, I don't, there's many reasons why, and I'll, I'll get into it, but I don't agree with it. I don't agree with, uh, standing behind the whole, my body, my choice. Cause I don't believe that fetus that you guys, you're, you're, you're killing you're it's essentially what you're doing is, is your body. It is a th- that child is is there because of an action that you took. And I'm gonna get into your talking points. I know some people are thinking it right now because the first thing people shoot to is rape and incest. Now I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to that in just a second. And so 
there's, there's many reasons I think this way. So when I grew up, and I talk about this, you guys probably heard me tell this story a lot. When I got into politics, was 17 years old. I was a registered Democrat, and I still, still believed um, abortion wasn't right. I wasn't religious at the time, so I, you can't label me as because I'm religious. It's just something I've always thought of. I've always thought, you know, especially if one of my, one of the quotes that I always say is if you think you're responsible enough to get into that bed, knowing whether even if you're on birth control, whether you're using a condom, whatever, um, if you think you're responsible enough to get in that bed, then you should be responsible enough to deal with uh, the responsibilities that may may come after may not have been planned, but that's, that's my, my whole thought on it because and this is where I, I'm, I'm going to go a little off script here because my own personal opinion is, you know, how do we know someone died? Okay. How do you, how do you know when someone dies? Their, their, their heart stops, right? Well, that child already has a heartbeat before you even know you're pregnant 99% of the time. And just cause, Oh, I'm not ready yet. Or, Oh, I don't have, I can't financially take care of it. Essentially what you're doing is you are ending its heartbeat. You are basically ending its life. And there's many studies that have been done. Again, I'm not going to go to a whole article reading on this. There are studies that have been done that at you know just a couple weeks old when they come when they when they do an abortion. Um, and if you guys have never seen how an abortion is done, in my personal opinion, it's it's sick. Uh, they literally go in there with these like vice grip things and they tear this child from limb to limb and piece by piece take him out and they have to vacuum all the remains out. It's been proven that they feel that pain. They react to that pain. Um, it's it's honestly, in my, I'm getting irritated. It's it's sad when you actually do the research of how the, how these are performed. It's sad. And now I'm gonna get into the to you know people's talking points real fast. So people always want to bring up rape and incest. Now I'm gonna teach you guys how to kind of combat that so everyone's like oh well you think this should be uh it should be banned it shouldn't be allowed what about rape and incest okay well out of all the abortions that uh have taken place less than one percent of women obtained an abortion because they became pregnant through rape and less than 0.5 percent do so because of incest um now, obviously, you don't know the exact numbers of abortions. You don't know the exact numbers of rapes or, or uh, incest that people actually decide to tell the truth or not. But when you look at all the numbers, number one, abortion numbers have been going down year by year. So I actually have on the, on, on a, a medical, the medical website that they keep track of this. Uh, if you look at, you know, we're, we, can, we can start from, let's say, the year 2000. In, 2000, in the year 2000, there was 1.3 million abortions around the country that we know about, right? And then it went down to 1.2, 1.2, 1.2, 1.1, 1.2, 1.1, 1 million, 1 million. In 2013, it went below a million to 958,000, down to 899,000, 874,000, 862. What does that tell you? It tells you that people are getting less and less abortions year by year by year. So it's already naturally going down by itself. Maybe, you know, we have better birth control methods. We have better, you know, probably, have, you know, whatever better condoms. We have better, we just have better ways of preventing. We have plan B. And and I'm not going to get into the whole argument. People will say plan B is technically an abortion. No, it's not. If you take, if you take plan B, um, basically right after you 
th- you know whether it's protected or not protected sex uh if you take plan B, basically what it is, it makes it makes your eggs not allowed to be fertilized. So you never actually do technically conceive the child. You're not ending its life. You're actually just stopping you're you're just stopping the fertilization of the egg. So it's it's a it's a little different. So, you know, the, the other talking point is, oh, well, what if it's a medical decision and if you don't abort the baby, then the mom will die? That's obviously more understandable. It is less than three percent of the abortions that are uh, it's less than 3% of the abortions that happen, but it is still, um, you know, something to be talked about because it's still, it, it still um, is a fact that it happens, but it's that's still less than 3%. When you actually look at all the abortions over the last couple of years, yeah, I'm reading it right here, 74% of people that, you know, because usually when you go get an abortion, a lot of these clinics will have a reason why you want to get an abortion or and because they want to, you know, keep track of it. You get to fill a paper out, right? 74% fill these papers out and say, quote, having a baby would dramatically change my life and I'm not ready for it. That's 74%. Uh, along the same lines, it's 73%, but, you know, usually in the same context, it says, I can't afford a baby right now. 48% says, don't want to, want, don't want to be a single mother or having, or I'm currently having relationship problems. 38% is, um, have completed my childbearing, which basically means that they already had kids. They don't want another one. Less than 1% is victim of rape and less than 0.5% is incest. So whenever someone wants to bring up these talking points of incest and rape, all I literally say is, all right, that's less than 1%. Let's talk about the other 99%. You know, because everyone wants to hide behind these talking points. Like, oh, you're okay with people being raped and being forced to have children. While the argument to that may be, yeah, you know, I'm not going to really get into that because that's at least something I can sympathize for. Where if let's, it's never going to happen, but let's just say for you know, theoretically, they did ban abortions world, you know, countrywide. And you can't get them no matter what. Um, the argument for that would be, you know, why should the innocent child have to basically take the death penalty for the sins of his father? You know, like if my dad went out there and killed somebody, would I have to go to jail for life because he's the one that committed the act? I'm innocent. I didn't do it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sitting there trying to advocate for that right now. I'm just saying. Um, I just don't even get into. I don't even get into the conversation about the rape and incest because it's not. It's a non-issue. If you can't talk about the other ninety-nine percent or the ninety-eight percent, whatever you want to give it, if you can't give a good reason why other than my body and my choice when it's actually proven, you know, by science, which, you know, last couple of years, trust the science, trust the science. You know, that's what everybody says. In reality, that is not the woman's body. That is a body that is living off of your body. It's its own separate body. It's, it has its own separate nerves, its own separate heartbeat, its own separate, uh, separate mind. Has its, the only thing that it's using you for is food to grow, and nine, nine you know, I'm gonna be kind to say like 95% of the time is because you willingly did an action that you know could have led to this. It's still its own body, and then people say, "Well, it can't." It's a, it's just a clump of cells, or people are gonna say it's it can't sustain life by itself. Well, okay, when the baby is born. If you actually go through and have the baby and leave that baby in the room by itself without touching it, it can't sustain life. So what is the difference? And this is, you know, 
What is the difference between a child in the womb at eight weeks, nine weeks old, uh, uh, you know, in the very beginning of pregnancy? What is the difference between that and then to the moment that you're crowning? The baby's about ready to come out. Because it still can't sustain by itself. It still needs help. And then what's the difference between the baby that's crowning and then five minutes after, after it's born? So do you think if you're okay with terminating it in the womb, are you okay with five minutes afterwards that mom decides that she's not ready for this and decides to kill the baby outside the womb? What's the difference? You know, and that's, that's a very uncomfortable question for people to ask. But, you know, it, what's the difference? Because in California, in California, now, a lot of people aren't going to believe this, so I, I, I had to stop recording for a minute so I can actually give you guys the actual bill number so you can look up yourself. And now, because of the pushback, there's a lot of, a lot of fact checkers out there now trying to say it's not true. But there's a bill that's trying to be passed in California. It's, it's, um, it's called the California Bill AB2223. Uh, it, it it essentially legalizes infanticide, which basically is allow. Okay, I'm gonna give you guys an example of what this bill is kind of. It, it's a little bit loose with his words, but so there's a lot of people that argue. Like I just said, what's the difference between a baby that's two days before it's about to be born and then two days after it's born? What's the difference, right? Well, this bill in California, which now they're trying to backtrack a little bit because it was trying to be passed under the table, is trying to make it to where a mom can take her baby home and then within 15 days, if she doesn't want to uh, be a mom and doesn't think that she can do it, she can actually go throw that baby in a dumpster and if the baby dies, she doesn't get charged with murder. And I've said this on multiple podcasts before, uh, we as a human race have no respect for human life. To where something like that to even be discussed or even considered it, it is it's it's honestly heartbreaking to see where we're at nowadays and to see things like this be talked about. Again, go look it up for yourself. It's California AB two 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 three. You're gonna find a lot of fact checks on it. People saying it's not true. What I advise you guys to do is to go. Actually, I'm not gonna read the whole thing. It's actually kind of long. Read the bill yourself. Don't look at a pro-life or a pro-choice article. Go actually find the actual bill and you can read the entire proposal yourself. And essentially that's what it's basically saying. Um, and it, it's it's just honestly disgusting how people can even stand for that. But again, this is, this is a hill that I'll basically die on where I don't agree with abortions, especially when it comes from the act of um, consent um, you again, you think that you're responsible. We live, we live in a society nowadays where people think that they're responsible enough to get into this bed with random people. You know, you know, you want to do what you want to do with your body. You want to go to a bar. You want to sleep around. You want to do this, this and that. Well, I don't agree with you making that choice to go do something like that. And then, oops, I, I got pregnant. So I'm going to terminate this child. I, this is my opinion. Uh, I don't care about the whole, my body, my choice thing. It has nothing to do with controlling women and what they're allowed to do, what they're not allowed to do. It's it's comes down to responsibility. That's my personal opinion on it. And I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not even afraid of the backlash on it, which I find those emails hilarious. 
Um, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me. And that's fine. You can believe what you want to believe. That's fine. You think it's a clump of cells? That's fine. Because at the at the end of the day, there's nothing I can do, nothing you can do to truly influence how this is going to play out. It's going, if it does get overturned, it's going to go down to the state level. If you really want to go have like 28 abortions or whatever, because you want to go sleep around, whatever, go move to the state that is legal in. Plain and simple. It, it, it's all that's going to happen. It's never going to be banned countrywide. It's never going to be allowed countrywide. It's always going to be an argument. Uh, and that's just the way it is. Now, do I believe that if you had an abortion, you should be demonized? You should be slandered? No. It's a decision that you made. It's maybe a decision that I, I disagree with, but I don't think that anyone should be treated differently because of it. Um, I have... I have certain friends that had abortions at the end of high school. Uh, I know a couple of them I've had conversations with who actually regret it. I have some some friends that don't regret it, and they they actually have kids nowadays. Um, it, it just all varies per person. But there is a true statement to be made that a lot of women um, who had abortions, uh, especially when they were teenagers or when they were you know, in, the, in their early 20s, uh, actually at, tend to eventually feel very guilty about it. Uh, there is a lot of uh, mental stress that comes with that. You can read articles about it. It's 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 still considered like a postpartum type of thing, even though it may have only been seven weeks old, eight weeks old, uh, quote unquote clump of cells. There, there's, it's a human life. And I think we as human beings know that. I think we as human beings understand that. When you go there for an ultrasound and you see that little clump, and but you see the little heart beating, you know that's life. Anyone that's had kids and has been in there with their significant other and they've seen that little circle and you can see it, the little heart, you know in your mind and in your soul that is life. And you and your partner created life. I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to get into it, but... I just, I just know when we, we had my first, you know, our first child and, um, we went in there and we saw the heartbeat for the first time. We actually saw it. Like we knew for sure that we were pregnant. It was, it was, it was, it was life changing because you knew like it's about to get real. Like, you know, yeah, we planned for it. We, we did plan for, for our, our first child. We were mentally prepared for it, but were we financially ready for it? Hell no. Were we really, were we were 22 years old at the time. Were we really ready to become parents? I don't think anyone's ever really truly prepared. You can go read all the books you want. You can go read all the stuff on the internet you want. It's, it's a learning experience every single day. My oldest kid is seven. My youngest is one. I'm still learning how to be a parent. I still make mistakes. So that whole, I'm not ready excuse. I'm sorry. No one's ever ready. Um, Here's another takeaway that's going to ruffle feathers, which I think is hilarious. We're going we're gonna to throw a little comedy in here. My favorite part of this entire thing is now, all of a sudden, we all can agree what a woman is. Here we were arguing for months, if not a couple of years, uh, that there's a thousand genders and, you know, Men can be women and women can be men and blah, blah, blah. Now, all of a sudden, my body, my choice. Uh, if, you don't have, if you don't have a uterus, you can't say anything. Uh, only women can have a conversation on this. Well, 
I can just throw my hand up and say I'm a woman. Can I have a conversation on it now? Oh wait, no, you don't have a uterus. Oh wait, so you have to be a uter have to have a uterus to be a woman. Oh, oh, wait, wait, you gotta have X XX or XY chromosomes. Hang on, now and all of a sudden we agree now. We can all finally agree that 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 there are certain ramifications that you have to have to be a woman. I think it's awesome that we're finally on the same page. You know, we're not sitting here going like I'm 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 she her I'm he him I'm the, I'm they them I'm this that blah, blah, blah. I'm so tired of the whole pronoun thing I've talked about it many times before. It was just like overnight that conversation went out the window because you're not allowed to talk about this unless you have a uterus and you must be a female. Uh, a born female all of a sudden it's like haha I don't want to beat that argument to death but I just found it absolutely hilarious anyways I'm not going to beat that to death anymore that I you know I thought about doing a huge huge long um, podcast on this topic and you know it, it's just something that I, I really I didn't want to do just because there's no and this kind of subject is like no satisfaction in really talking about uh, no matter what stance you take you're gonna piss people off which is fine but it's just it like the conversations i have with people about it they feel kind of pointless uh i still stand by the fact of you know i gave you guys my opinion exactly what i think i gave you guys statistics think for yourself think what you want do what you want whatever it is what it is but at the end of the day uh where i will you know like i said I, the hill i'll die on i don't care is i don't agree with it but again, it's one of those things where I don't think anyone should be slandered. No one should be mistreated. Uh, if they've had one done, if they agree with it, it, it is what it is. I don't agree with um, if people are pro-abortion. I don't believe in calling them murderers. I don't agree with, uh, you know, like, you know, it, it's just their opinion. I do, I do believe that part of the reason why people are so for it is I do believe that there's a little bit of a... Um, be careful the way I say this. You know, you got kind of, you know, people don't understand that that is a life. Uh, for example, how come you can have an abortion at 18, 20 weeks sometimes, and it's not murder, but yet if somebody shoots a pregnant woman uh, and kills her and the baby, they get charged with double homicide. Why, why, is, why is that law different? Why are you allowed to choose and you're allowed to take a life in inside of you is it because and the people say well it's because they didn't they didn't choose to have their baby killed it's different you know and am i it's just, it doesn't make sense where uh unborn eagle eggs if if you if you uh disturb an eagle egg and kill the eagle inside the egg you'll be fined ten thousand dollars because eagles are so precious which i love eagles by the way it's one of my favorite my favorite animals but they're so precious you can actually go to jail or face a $10,000 fine, but we don't respect human life the same way. That's just my opinion. Because, you know, when you look at how many abortions have taken place, when you look at how many abortions have taken place, there's an entire generation that's basically been wiped out, right? We don't know if one of those children could have cured cancer. We don't know if one of those children had, you know, they, they, they could have done this or that, whatever. That's a big argument you can get into. It's just my, that's just my own personal opinion about it. If I keep going back to the fact of if it was a consensual act and you think you're responsible enough, 
you need to be responsible with, with I don't, and I don't say responsible the consequences because I don't believe children are a consequence of your action. That a consequence means that they, they're the. You know, I think all children are a blessing. I mean, there's a reason why I had four. Now, um, again, one talking point I want to get to where people keep talking about like, oh, if they have a miscarriage, they're going to be investigated for murder. That's such so not true. Um, but. I don't know. There's so much I want to say, but it goes kind of like way off in left field. But again, you think what you want, believe what you want. Um, I don't agree with it. Plain and simple. Uh, I'm just glad that we all know what a woman is now. We all agree again. <laughs> uh, give you guys a little update. What's going on? Uh, I do have a lot of things going on. Uh, I will be going back to Texas next week. So I and I do have a couple other podcasts that are going to be pre-scheduled just in case. I don't have my, my setup out there in time. Uh, I don't have any guests lined up at the moment. Uh, but we are going to have some some uh, scheduled podcasts. I'm really hoping that we don't miss a Thursday because that's, you know, I in about a year and a half, I've never missed a Thursday release for you guys. And we, we, we are we are grinding Numbers have been amazing. Reviews on Spotify and Apple have been absolutely insane. So again, I greatly appreciate it. Um, that's it for me today, guys. I appreciate all the support. Hopefully I didn't piss you guys off too bad. But I tell you what, if you guys made it through the whole 50 minutes of me talking about that entire subject, you agree, disagree with everything I said, congratulations, you are a grown-up that can actually listen to other people's opinions. Now, I will open up to... Um, podcast emails you can guys go to my website glock9show.com contact me on the email part let me know what you guys think if you guys disagree with anything i had to say i would i would gladly have conversations with any one of you guys uh, make sure you guys reach out to me i have no problem with that uh, my my stance won't change it's been the same way since i was 17 years old on the entire subject and the research i've done but i love to hear other people's uh, takes on it i may have missed something i'm giving you guys a heads up now i may have missed something i may have misspoken it's, it happens but Anyone that wants to have a further conversation, you can always contact me through DMs or in my email. Well, that's it for me today, guys. I really, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys on the next episode. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Help spread the word about the Glock 9 show by giving us an honest review and sharing it with a friend. We are available on all major platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. As always, thank you guys so much for your support.